0: This is the daily tip presented by BetMGM. Now here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins.
1: Let's get to this Buffalo at Detroit game. Bills are favored by nine and a half. The uh, money line at minus four fifty. Lines are three point uh, three. Uh, I'm sorry. Lines are plus three fifty. The total at fifty four and a half. That game kicks off at twelve thirty, which is the game that you should be smelling something cooking, finishing up. Like, do not start your turkey when this game starts. You will not be eating turkey until 7 o'clock. How, how do you look at this game? Do you like any plays? The nine and a half is a big number to me on either side. Um, it hasn't moved over the last couple of days. If there's anything I like is the over on the 54 and a half just because Detroit, which isn't known for defensive stops and the Bills are known for just offensive throttling, Plus, I think they're going to be pretty comfortable playing inside of a dome where they played last week. They'll know what cleats to have. They'll know what, you know, where they want to move around in terms of what plays work best for them in situations. I don't know. Do they even get to practice there? It feels like those old Baker Mayfield commercials. Like, are they literally living inside of Ford Field?
0: (laughs) Well, something that surprised me is they didn't stay in Detroit. They flew back to Buffalo for three days.
1: Oh, which God. is odd
0: why would you not just stay in detroit you're on now you're on three planes in in a week you know going to detroit going back to buffalo back to detroit so i could see the bills coming out a little stale in the first half maybe we saw mm. that last week too they started the game yeah. a little slow that could be the case yeah. but i agree with you i think the over is the play here and it's a it's a It's a tall task 54 is a big number uh, to put up but between these two teams uh, both of their offenses really playing well right now. I mean the Lions have been putting up points these past couple of weeks. They've been relying heavily on Jamal Williams and their run game to you know punch the ball into the end zone for a couple uh, rushing touchdowns these last few weeks. The Lions, however, they're missing two starting guards, so their front is a little banged up, and the Bills have a uh, top-five pass rush. So that could be an area where Buffalo really uh, kind of overcomes uh, Detroit and gets to the quarterback. Jared Goff, you know, has to scramble a little bit more, and things don't go um, the Lions' way. So I would lean towards the Bills minus 9.5. But like you said, that's a big number, and – you know, I want to root for, for some action, some touchdowns, a lot of points uh, in this game and, and some excitement on Thanksgiving. So my, my pick for this one would be the over.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think the good thing is for, for some of us remember seeing a lot of bad Detroit Thanksgiving games and have been the conversation pieces. Like there, at one point there was a call to remove Detroit from the Thanksgiving slate because they were so bad, <laughs> but I think because they've won three in a row and it seems like Jared Goff has gotten a really good rapport with, Mon St. Brown, who's just been an an absolute beast in terms of catches. It seems like he's always there for him. So I expect this to be a more competitive game than what the line looks like. I'm thinking a game that probably gets into a shootout, probably maybe 30, 31, 25, where, you know, when you sit down at the table, you're like, hey, you might not want to sit down right away because the game is exciting. Where usually with Detroit games in the past, you've been like, okay, is it time to eat yet? Because this game isn't, I'm out of conversation. You know, you know, like my daughter, God bless her, she's bringing her boyfriend to meet family. So I would want that game to be exciting so that way he doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, they just want to continue to talk and talk and talk. So I look at this as a game maybe that gets maybe like 31, 24, and then uh, maybe 34, 20, 24, somewhere in there to get over that total of 54 and a half, which is now up a whole point. So I think even the lines and the odds makers see that, hey, this somebody's going to get into the 30s, and when they do, it might be a one-possession game. And that'll make it a good game to watch. And for me, it's very important for that first game to be watchable. It puts me in a good mood. I eat a little less. I will get ready for that second game, which we'll get to here shortly. But I, I, I really look for a good shootout in this game.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, a smart take, and yeah, you want to set the day, the tone for the day off off good with a fun, exciting game. Both of these teams know how to put points on the board, so I, I could totally see a game in the 30s and, and a close one that's exciting down the end.
1: Now for the second game, which might have to help you with some of your food digestion, Giants at Cowboys. Giants are plus 350 on the money line. Cowboys favored by 10. That number has gone up from yesterday. Minus 450, total 45 and a half. It's a 430 kickoff. Cowboys opened up at minus eight. It's up two points, and its total is up a full point from 44 and a half. So this is the game, I believe, Kate, that, yeah, I, I see the Cowboys covering the 10, and I don't see this as a shoot-up, but just maybe a one-way, foot-on-the-neck Cowboys win. I don't see... I, I find it fascinating that the Giants are somehow in the talks to get... Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Like this might be the Odell Beckham Jr. Like you should have him come out at halftime and perform. You're like, do you want me or do you want him? Because I want you. Okay, that was a Minnesota Prince reference and you're in Minnesota. But look, I can't the Giants receiving court is so bad right now that if you might that might be the biggest thing on display. If they're just going to hone in on Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones hasn't been running the ball as often more kind of running for his life. That's why it wasn't surprising to me that they took that loss to Detroit last week. If the ball starts rolling where the Giants, who I think are on the downhill slope, this might be the game that where it shows up, and I actually like the Cowboys to cover the 10.
0: Yeah, I'm with you here on the Cowboys covering, and oh, 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 Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, Dak Prescott has said that he wants him to come to the Cowboys so maybe this is like a, a tryout game for Dak and like who's going to be the better team where do I fit in better like you said so this could be interesting but when you look at the Giants and their offense right now they are so banged up they're missing six offensive starters from last week uh, of four offensive linemen are out right now and so that could be a huge issue against once again like we talked in the last game a good uh dallas pass rush and so they could be getting to daniel jones flustering him a bunch the giants want to Keep this game on the ground. Want to hand it off to Saquon Barkley? Let him run. They've had success in the run game last, uh, well, when they played Dallas back in week three, but also against the Packers uh, and in the last couple of weeks. So that's the Giants' path to winning this game or keeping it close is to keep the ball on the ground, kind of uh, slow the game down in that way, long possessions, really drag things out. I just don't think it's going to happen against this uh, Dallas defense, and then especially on the other side where Dallas on offense, might just score the ball pretty quickly, which then once again brings back um, the Giants off. Like, you know, it's just too much for the Giants, I think, to overcome um, both the, the Cowboys on offense and defense. So I'm all over the Cowboys today.
1: Yeah, if I was a prop that I would look at, it would be for sacks for the Cowboys. I think is as, as if you could get Daniel Jones into third and sevens, third and sixes, where he has no receivers to go out to really get the ball. His line is banged up, and the Cowboys just want to pull those ears back. That stadium is going to be loud, and Thanksgiving game, it, it's 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 an emotional game in Dallas. You know, I wonder if Tony Pollard is the one that gets to jump into the Salvation Army bucket, because uh, that's always been Zeke's thing, but you, who knows, things are kind of changing there in Dallas in terms of the pecking order. But I think this Dallas team is going to be kind of putting on a resume tape to say, you better watch out for us because if you look who's ahead of them in the NFC, outside of the Bucs, you would say, who who would Dallas really fear? And even if they have to see the Eagles say in a second round game, you know, after the wild card, let's say they upset the Bucs, which wouldn't be that big of an upset at a 4-5. If the Cowboys are there playing the, uh, the, the Eagles for a third time in cold weather in, in Philadelphia, that could be their ticket on the way to the Super Bowl. So I think this is going to be a chance for the Cowboys to show the NFL um, they mean business. And yeah, I know, how about them Cowboys and everything? It's very obnoxious. I totally get it. But look, they are serious. Uh, Let's get to the primetime game tonight. New England at Minnesota. Patriots are plus 120 on the money line. Vikings are favored by two and a half. That's down. Uh, Minus 140 for them. Total 42 and a half. This is the primetime 820 kickoff. Vikings down a half point from three. Uh, Kate, this is a game that I actually, I'm going to bet a little bit with my heart and I'm going to take the Patriots on the money line to outright win the game. And this only happens, and this also ties to taking the under at 42 and a half, where if the defense for the Patriots, which have been lights out along with its special teams, if they can keep this game muddied and around 17-10, 17-14 going into the fourth quarter, then primetime Kirk Cousins comes alive, baby. <laughs> you know like look, out of Kirk Cousins interceptions, eight uh, out of his eight total interceptions, five of them have come in the third and fourth quarter. So Kirk Cousins has a little bit of Carson Wentz stench on him, but it's a little bit better than Carson Wentz. And so the Patriots, look, if I know this, then I'm sure the the Patriots know this as well. If they can get Kirk cousins into situations where he gets into seven to nine yards, he has to go. He's got a thing, you know, how you like that. You may not like that. <laughs> so if they can keep the store, the score total low and it's a one possession game, I have a big concern about how the Patriots get into the red zone. Maybe look at some turnovers from the Patriots. They're going to have to do that. So it's really going to have to be a lights out game from the defense. And we've seen that so far. And I think they'll come with the upset against the Vikings who are still, I think reeling from that Cowboys loss last week.
0: Yeah. You wonder how the Vikings are going to bounce back and respond after a terrible loss because it could either continue a downward spiral and kind of some of the same characteristics that happened in that last game could happen again, or they could bounce back and, and just blow the top off of the Patriots. I don't see that happening. I see this being a slower moving game. So I like your play on the under that's kind of the Patriots um, path to winning is to keep this one slow moving. We know how good they are on the defensive end. I mean, they gave up only 103 total yards to the jets last week. That's that's hard to do, but very impressive. Uh, one thing for the Vikings, their left tackle Christian Dersa uh, might be their their biggest piece of limiting the pass rush, and he's out tonight. So that killed him wow. against the Cowboys, could be a big problem again tonight against the Patriots. Uh, so I like your play on the under. One play that I would look towards is Vikings' first drive to score a touchdown. They've been great right off the bat in games. I mean, wow. a lot of teams – probably all teams have a scripted first drive, but the Vikings have been very successful in those scripted first drives. So that might be a, a place to look is Vikings first drive touchdown. And then uh, things slow down from there. And it gets kind of to a, a grinded out game.
1: That's very skullish of you there, Kate. That's a bold move right there. Uh, you know what is a, a nice little plus money that's out there. There you go. Skull. School. Check us out on <laughs> Twitch. BetQL. Um, yeah. So you can see us in our early morning regalia. Not pajamas, but just above that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, now that I'm sitting here wearing this, this kind of looks like a pajama top, doesn't it? I (laughs) promise, they're not my pajamas if you guys are watching
1: us. (laughs) Well, look, sometimes polo shirts are pajamas as well. Hey, a nice prop play tonight. Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins throws one interception plus 100. And how you like that, because that's most likely to happen.